Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we're doing another section in Joshua's first book, A Perception of Reality. This is section or chapter four, section one, and it talks about intentions. Uh, I will read that section, and then we'll get the boot camp group together to discuss what we've read, and it should be a lot of fun. If you have any questions about Joshua, please visit theteachingsofjoshua.com or join our Facebook group, which is Friends of Joshua. And uh, let's see. Oh, please like, love, support, review, share this podcast with your friends. Okay, well, here we go. Chapter four, intention. At this time in history, your planet is more diverse than it's ever been. There are great contrasts in the life experiences of those in this current space-time reality. The universe is one of expansion, and your world is expanding as well. There is more wealth than ever before, and in the midst of this wealth, there is great poverty. The contrast was intended. It is the perfect manifestation of a broader reality. For before your birth into this time period, you intended to explore certain aspects of this physical experience. You intended the life you are experiencing now. You have lived many lives before, and in each of those experiences, you chose to explore a certain aspect of reality. In one life, you may have chosen to explore the aspects of living in a large family and having many siblings and children yourself. In another existence, you may have chosen to explore solitude. In one existence, you may have chosen to explore great power and influence. In another life, you may have chosen to experience servitude. You have been male and female. You have been many different ethnicities, have followed many different religions, and have experienced life in many different societies. All were intended by you prior to your birth. From your limited perspective in this current life experience, you judge one experience to be preferable over another. You assume that a life of great privilege is preferable to a life of great poverty. You assume that the life experience of great power is somehow superior to a life of servitude. You may think it would be even preferable to be one sex over the other, one race rather than another. But from the broader perspective of the non-physical, and with the knowledge of the lives you have lived before, you chose your current life to explore a specific aspect of reality in order to learn more about that reality. There are general intentions you made prior to coming into this physical existence, and then there are more specific intentions. The general intentions are of well-being, joy, freedom, happiness, and love. All life experiences include these and other general intentions, and no matter what your life experience is, you have the ability to live it in joy, happiness, and well-being. You could choose to explore poverty and live a life of joy and well-being. You could live a life of servitude and be happier than your master. You could live a life of solitude and enjoy it more fully than any other life experience. These general intentions are at the basis of all life experience. No matter what the specific intentions may be, you have the ability to live the life experience of joy, happiness, and well-being within any specific intention. Your specific intention to explore an aspect of life may not be known to you at this present moment in time. It may be revealed to you in the future when you're ready, or you may not understand it until you re-emerge into the non-physical. It is not necessary to understand your specific intention. You need not search for it, as you will likely assume it's something other than what it really is. You made your specific intention prior to emerging into physical reality. You knew your perception would be limited while living a physical existence. This is part of the fun and adventure of being physical. You knew that once you were in your physical existence, you would be led to want certain things, and you knew that you had free will along the way. You understood that if you got off track, you had guidance in place to help you traverse the path toward your intention. You knew that whatever the experience may be, it would be one of expansion. You knew there would be a positive outcome in any case. We do not want to influence you in any way in regard to the life you are now living. If you knew your specific intention, you would try to take action to manifest its outcome. However, you cannot understand the full story that led you to choose your specific intention. The knowledge of the intention would be of no use to you now. Just know that your life is exactly as you intended it and that you are on the path to your specific intention. You cannot be wrong for there is no wrong anywhere in the universe. Therefore, therefore you are doing extremely well, whether you think so or not. 
If you are living your specific intention, then others on the planet are also living their specific intentions. If you are here to more fully understand the laws of the universe, as you must be if you are reading and understanding this book, then many others are here without the desire to understand the laws of the universe. They are here to understand poverty, fear, hunger, power, greed, despair, abundance, pleasure, freedom, success, failure, sickness, health, vitality, ignorance, etc. For every aspect of life has value. The earth has never been a more perfect environment for the exploration of all aspects of physical reality. Your judgments about what's wrong and what's right lead you to improperly assume that some forms of life experience are better than others. From our broader non-physical perspective, all life experiences have great value. Therefore, it is not necessary to want others to conform to your idea of a better life experience. You can only create your reality. You can only change your life experience. You cannot create in the reality of others. They are living a unique experience, one that has never existed in history. You cannot assume that their experience is any less valid than your own. If you are drawn by pure positive intention to assist another, take action only because you are inspired to because it will help you feel better. Do not take action to assist another because you think they need your help. They do not, not ever. They are fully assisted by the universe and the law of attraction. They are receiving a perfect match to their vibration and whether you see it or not, they are living a life they intended to live. Attempting to help another when you are not inspired to do so only complicates their life experience. Help them if it makes you feel good, but do not expect your help to be appreciated or to receive accolades for your good deed. Do not do it for the material reward, the approval of others, or the prestige. Do it only if it makes you feel good. You are not here to fix the world because the world has never been more perfect than it is right now. There is nothing going wrong. It is all progressing as intended. There are intentions for your life, your community, your society, your country, as well as intentions for your planet. All is exactly where it is supposed to be. All is right. When you place your attention on things you feel are wrong, you add them to your own vibration and they expand. It is not your place to outlaw drugs when there are those wishing to experience freedom. It is not your place to wipe out disease, hunger, poverty, abortion, homosexuality, autism, communism, socialism, or even capitalism when so many are here with the intention of exploring those aspects of reality. Everyone living on this planet at this time came here because never before has the world seen the aspects of life experience that are now available to explore. There has never been more freedom to explore various realities. Any human born today will have the ability to travel to any part of the world and meet any other person alive on the planet. This has not been possible previously. There is so much potential for completely new life experience that was not previously possible. This is the reason so many are coming forward into this physical existence now. One could not experience poverty in previous times in the way one can now. In previous times, poverty was common. It was the norm of existence for many people. They did not understand the depth of their poverty because they did not know the height of wealth. It was not part of their experience. They were told stories, but they could not fully understand them. Today, you have great wealth living next to great poverty. The poor now understand the great disparity. They can see the homes, the airplanes, the boats, and the cars owned by the wealthy. They can watch TV and observe how the wealthy live in great detail. To experience hunger or starvation in a society where so much food goes uneaten is an experience that has never been before in all of history. There are those who have intended to experience this for themselves. You cannot fathom why anyone would choose to experience poverty of this magnitude. We hope to expand your perception. The experience of great poverty, as is true with all life experience, is extremely beneficial. If you do not fully understand the depth of poverty or lack, you cannot fully understand the heights of wealth or abundance. If you have not experienced confinement, you cannot fully appreciate freedom. You cannot know joy fully until you know despair. All life experience is beneficial. Now that you understand the benefits of each individual life experience to the one having the experience, you can leave them alone to fulfill their specific intention. They can find joy, happiness, and well-being on their own. 
They do not need you no matter how passionate their plea for help. They are all asking for guidance from within. They want alignment with their inner self. They are focusing too strongly on their outer reality. They cannot find inner guidance if you are the one guiding them. Your unrequested advice is of little benefit. You do not know their vibration or their perception. Most often they will be unable to hear or even comprehend your words. They are not a vibrational match to the higher vibrational ideas you are conveying. They want to figure it out on their own. No matter how much you care for the person or how much you think they need your help, you cannot help them until you make a decision to leave them alone. Trust that they will eventually find the vibration that will lead them to the life experience they desire and have previously intended. Without the burden of trying to help others, you are free to experience the life that excites you. Since all others are here to experience their own lives as they have intended, you need not care what they think of you. You are here to experience the life you intended. It may sound selfish, but this is the way of the universe. Each and every organism on this planet is conscious and striving for an improved life experience. Your body is made up of cells, each one striving for improvement. Each point of consciousness that is experiencing a physical existence is primarily concerned with self. Your focus on the lives of others is a selfish one as well. If you think someone should be or do something differently than what they are currently being or doing, it is for one selfish reason. You think, by the alteration of their behavior, you'll feel better. Your only intention in helping others is to feel better yourself. If you embrace this selfishness, you will be of great assistance to those who are vibrationally in alignment with your assistance. Selfishness goes against the very fabric of your society, yet is at the heart of the laws of the universe. This dichotomy will leave you unfocused and you will have trouble moving forward towards your desires unless you can comprehend this basic truth. You are the center of the universe and all that exists revolves around you. You have intended to live your life experiences without the guidance and influence of those who do not know your intention or vibrational pattern. You have intended to leave others to live their own life experience without your interference. You may influence through the example of alignment, but not through your advice or what you alone judge to be right. It is good to be selfish and self-centered. You can only help others when you can be a shining example of alignment. You must strive to align with your inner self, align with your intentions, and align with your desires. You must feel your way to these things by focusing on your own feelings, thoughts, and emotions. The lives of others, when you judge them proper or improper, will only impede your progress. The life you are living now is your only concern in this present moment. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Book Club. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley, with my co-host, Tracy DeLuise. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Gary. And we got a bunch of people on. Say hi, everyone. Hi. All right. You got most of you are muted, so that's okay. So hi. Hi. Hi, Drew. Okay. So we're in chapter four. We're in the first section. Chapter four is about intention. This book was written in 2013. So this is the first time I'm going through it in a couple of years. So it's interesting. I didn't even remember that intention was chapter four. And the first part of intention is talking about the intentions we set prior to our birth, our pre-birth intentions. And that's a big subject of Joshua. Understanding your pre-birth intentions allow you to know generally what you intended to experience in this physical reality. And then more specifically, the nuances that you wanted to explore in more detail. So this first chapter, or the first part of the chapter starts off, at this time in history, your planet is more diverse than it has ever been. This is the point of physical reality. We don't come for a finite experience, otherwise physical reality would serve no purpose. We came to explore something new. And so every time you're born again into a new life, there's a expansion that's occurred on earth and so there's the opportunity for way more experiences and so we would never want to not allow the experiences that others are here to experience we're here to focus on what we're interested in exploring and that's it and leave everything else to everyone else there are great contrasts in the life experience of those 
in this current space-time reality. The universe is one of expansion and your world is expanding as well. There is more wealth than ever before. And in the midst of this wealth, there's greater poverty than ever before. And it's interesting because 100 years ago, 99% of the population lived in poverty. And while the vast majority of humans are now living in more abundance than at any time on this planet, because there is such a broad spectrum of abundance between poverty and amazing wealth, even those of us who are living in Western societies are perceiving lack a lot as we compare ourselves to billionaires and that sort of thing. So we, you know, those of us living in Western societies are living in this unbelievable abundance that was never even experienced by kings before. The fact that we have a cell phone and have access to this abundance of information, we can travel anywhere we want to go, we can talk to anyone on any side of the planet. It's amazing what we can do, and yet isn't it equally amazing how we tend to focus on lack? It's just this perspective, right? Um, so the contrast is intended. It is the perfect manifestation of a broader reality. For before your birth, into this time period, you intended to explore certain aspects of this physical experience. You intended to live the life you are experiencing now. This is another thing everyone says, well, if I'm the creator of my reality, I wouldn't create this and this and this and this, but all of it is part of this experience we intended to live. So you have lived many lives before, and in each of those experiences, you chose to explore a certain aspect of reality. In one life, you may have chosen to explore the aspects of living in a large family and having many siblings and children yourself. In another existence, you may have chosen to explore solitude. In one existence, you may have chosen to experience great power and influence. In another life, you may have chosen to experience servitude. You have been male and female. You have been many different ethnicities, have followed many different religions, and have experienced life in many different societies. All were intended prior to your birth. And then as we reemerge from physical reality, living that life experience, we gain the perspective and the new perception of what that is. And so before we go into another life experience, we say, okay, this time, what do we want to experience? And that's the lives we're living now. And so those of us who are here talking about the lives of the universe, this to us is something we intended to explore, especially in this time of awakening. And there are this is a pretty common, not, not a majority, but relatively common interest. There are lots and lots and lots of people who are interested in awakening and spirituality and law of attraction and teachings of Joshua and, and learning more about how we're not just physical beings, how we're spiritual beings manifested into a physical form. Does anyone know what they're here to experience? more specifically? So I, I'm getting an inkling. Yeah. <laughs> so my big revelations and breakthroughs was, you know, before Joshua, before I, you know, came into this group, I used to view my caretaking responsibilities as a burden. Mm. And they were interfering with, gee, I want to, you know, go set up my life in Florida and I, you know, and I want to go do this and I want to expand my business and be, you know, this, and, and it, it dawned on me, and I think it was through a Joshua phone call, that um, maybe my pre-birth intention was to come here to grow and expand in love, and that my caregiving responsibilities, my caregiving nature, really, was my vehicle for growing and expanding in, in love and acceptance. It was like, that was just so mind-blowing. It shifted my entire reality. Um, just, you know, where I had like, I was fixated on one set of intentions. And in fact, I was running intention sessions on it. Right. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, you know, maybe there's, the, you know, this other intention that, you know, it's like, when, once I started to embrace that, it was like, I changed. Yeah. My reality changed too. So thank you for that. But well, I think isn't it interesting how we resist that thing that we're here to explore, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And 
once we realize that this is part of what we came here to explore and we lean into it, then we can, it doesn't become a burden anymore. It becomes a source of joy and, and true expansion and true self-discovery. Can you hear me, Joshua? Yeah, it's Gary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm here to experience love. I definitely had a lot of lack of luck early on in life and I step into it and it's amazing. Yeah, and that, that experience of love, it's, um, it's convoluted. We sort of think that we want others to love us, and when they love us, we'll feel worthy. But really, we, we all came here to uh, express love, to find people to love, and, to, and, when, and love and acceptance are the same thing. So if we can accept someone, we're loving them. And this is what we came to experience, sort of the opposite side of what we thought. Yeah, you know, if I could only find that person. Yeah, Gary, I uh, feel like I've, I used to think everything was wrong and anyone that believed anything different or that I felt strongly different was wrong. And especially my husband, I thought he was really wrong a lot of times. And now I really feel like um, I'm allowing and accepting and I'm appreciating. And that's definitely what I feel like I'm here to do. Yeah. With my it, first yeah, you know, and it's interesting too because when you when there's someone in your life that you see is struggling and that their philosophy isn't allowing them, you know, joy, um, we want them to change, but only so we can feel better. Right. And we say if we can feel better, then we can then we can love them. And then when you just start loving them as they are and accepting them as they are, which is not easy, it takes a little practice, but the feeling you get is the alignment with source. And that's the love that we're talking about. Not the love from others, but the love that's naturally occurring from source. That's right. Right. Yeah. Um, so there are general intentions you made prior to coming to physical existence, and then there are more specific intentions. The, the general intentions are well-being, joy, freedom, happiness, love, abundance. Um, and all life experiences include these and other general intentions, no matter what your life experience is. You have the ability to live um, in joy, happiness, and well-being. You could choose to explore poverty and live a life of joy and well-being. You could choose uh, a life of servitude and be happier than your master. You could live a life of solitude and enjoy it more fully than any other life experience. These general intentions are the basis of all life experience, no matter what the specific intentions may be you have the ability to live any life experience of joy, happiness, and well-being within any specific intention. Um, you know, this is an interesting thing because so much of childhood is perceiving that it should be different than it is and saying, you know, if I was in a wealthy family, it would be so much better. And then you see the kids of, in wealthy families and they're not doing any better than you, you are, you know. But it's that whole illusion that if things were different, you could feel better instead of realizing that you're here to live this life. And because you intended this life, you have everything you need to live that life. And so when you start living your intentions, when you discover who you truly are, then all these talents and attributes emerge and things just get interesting and you find that you're really good at this more specific thing even though it's not the thing you think you wish you were, you know, like, like I used to think that I would have loved to be able to sing and be in a rock band because I love music and I was always writing songs and I had a little rock band in high school. But really that life is made up. It's an imaginary what that would have been. Who knows what that would have been. And the life I did live was a life that I could explore and come to where I am now. And I wouldn't change where I am now for anywhere. But you gotta wait till you're like 50 to figure that stuff out. That's the problem. <laughs> There's a lot of younger people coming in now, which is good. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, you made your specific intention prior to emerging in physical reality. You knew your perception would be limited 
while living a physical existence. This is part of the fun and adventure of physical, of being physical. You knew that once you were in your physical existence, you would be led to want certain things and you knew that you had free will all along the way. You understand that if you got off track, you had guidance in place to help you traverse the path toward your intention. You knew that whatever the experience may be, it would be one of expansion. You knew there would be a positive outcome in any case. And then Joshua goes on to say, we do not want to influ influence you in any way in regard to the life you're living now. If you knew your specific intention, you would try to take action now to manifest its outcome. However, you cannot understand the full story that led you to chose your specific intention. The knowledge of the intention would be of no use to you now. Just know that your life is exactly as you intended it and that you are on the path to your specific intention, which a lot of times is your passions in life and your soul's purpose. You cannot be wrong for there is no wrong anywhere in the universe. Therefore, you are doing extremely well whether you think so or not. And that is an interesting paragraph because none of us think we're doing as well as we could be doing. Isn't that true? Don't we all feel like, oh, I should just be doing so much more. You know? Absolutely. I know I feel that all the time. I'm like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? And then I'm like, I got to bring myself back and be like, it's okay. Where I am is perfect. And you know, when I, I will get things done when it's the right time. Yeah, a little secret, by the way, is the only thing that works is the absolute acceptance of what is. I know. Everything I know. else Radical is control. Yeah. Yep. You just have to get your head around this idea of acceptance. This, because if you're not in acceptance, then you're in control. And in control, which is based in fear, you receive urges to change conditions to effort and struggle to get yourself to where you think you need to be. But in acceptance, you get inspiration and that inspiration will take you where, you know, to where you intended to go. That yeah. is really the key here is understanding that you have this guidance and it is leading you there if you just for a moment stop trying to control everything. Right. And it takes practice, you know, because we are human and the thoughts come in again. Oh, I should have done this. And why didn't I do that? I, you know, I had all these, you know, um, uh, inspirations to do this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, the day time goes by and you don't get it all done. The next day you wake up, oh my God, I wanted to do that. Why didn't I do it? And it's just the practice of being okay. Okay. It's okay. Everything's perfect in this moment. I don't have to get everything done and just going on the inspiration moment, day, you know, moment to moment, day to day. And it's, it's just an ongoing practice. You know, people think, oh, you're enlightened and okay, all of a sudden everything's going to fall into place. No, it's always the practice. Well, maybe and if I didn't I, get you that karaoke machine for Christmas, you'd have to get more done. <laughs> Babe. I want to be a singer. Now I can practice every day, all day long. I am going to be amazing. <laughs> I, I agree on the practice, Tracy. Completely being mindful, like practice, practice, practice. And it doesn't matter if you're perfect or not. There, Everything is perfect the way it is. And so I agree. Just practice and focusing on being in Everything's, the moment. Yeah. Acceptance, yeah. Exact. Acceptance is and, key and not beating yeah. ourselves up, right? Yeah, and anytime I don't feel quite right, I know that I'm trying to control something and, and I need to just look at that and like, what is it and figure it out. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so the next paragraph here is, if you are living your specific intention, then others on the planet are also living their specific intentions. If you are here to more fully understand the laws of the universe, as you must be if you're listening to this or reading the book, then many others are here without the desire to understand the laws of the universe. They are here to understand poverty, fear, hunger, power, greed, despair, abundance, pleasure, freedom, success, failure, sickness, health, vitality, ignorance, etc. For every aspect of life has value. It's all an exploration. We tend to judge some things as good and other things as bad. And that is, that is also based in fear. So Gary, I, uh, as far as like the next life, um, would we choose, we could actually choose to discover some of these, what we consider if we want to judge it a low level 
type experiences? Well, it's from a non-physical point of view, there is nothing low level. And you want to experience things that are impossible to experience in the non-physical, like fear and lack and poverty and, you know, uh, abandonment and isolation and all this stuff, right? But once you've experienced it enough, maybe by the time you're 10, then you can change what you want. This is the problem though, is that no one knows how the system works. And so they tend to believe they need to control conditions in order to make themselves feel better rather than to choose a new exploration. So if we know how the system works from this lifetime, the next one, are we born knowing how the system works? Well, we knew how it worked before we came into this lifetime, yeah. right? From our higher perspective, we always know how it works. And so we chose our time and place of our birth and our parents and all that, because that would lead us on the trajectory towards what we want to explore. In this case, what I think we all want to explore beyond love, joy, freedom, abundance, is discovering our soul's purpose and then discovering who we truly are, seeing ourselves from the highest perspective possible, you know, and then being this beacon of alignment that others will find yeah. in this time of awakening, which great change is happening. And the great change that is happening coincide, coincide with the internet and technological advances I think that we're all lucky to be born in the 60s and 70s um, and, and before and having time to live without the internet and cell phones and all that. And then to get the internet and get all this technology and then see the rapid change and also see the change I was noticing between how we were as kids and how the kids are today. They seem like different versions of human you know, completely different in so many aspects. And they're, they're more highly sensitive, which is very important if you want to understand the laws of the universe. All of us in Joshua and Law of Attraction and spirituality are generally more sensitive emotionally than the general population. That's how we, one of the things that we intended was to be sensitive in this, you know. Um, also, I think we all had to intend to be born in a Western civilization and those of us born or grew up in North America were more ready to accept this information. And then you see more people coming on in England and Northwest Europe and Australia. And then the other, like France is coming on really big now you'll see is in Japan, it's gaining this momentum. Because we had to try and control, we believe we could control our reality. And so we control, 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 and then find it doesn't work, and we're gonna go, okay, this isn't working, what does work? And so that led us to find this information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the earth has never been a more perfect environment for the exploration of all aspects of physical reality. Your judgment about what's wrong and what's right lead you to improperly assume that some forms of life experience are better than others. From our broader non-physical perspective, all life experiences have great value. Therefore, it is not necessary to want others to conform to your idea of a better life experience. You know, you may be a really highly evolved explorer and come back to explore autism. You know, this, I don't know, this might be a thing. From our perspective, we would say, we would prefer not to experience that, but we don't know what that experience is like. Hmm. You know, uh, as kids, we were controlled, 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 but we, there was a lot less control because they didn't have a way to reach us all the time, you know? So our parents are working and we're playing in the streets. Come home when it gets dark, that sort of thing. Now, parents have a tighter control on kids. But if you're born with autism, there's just no way to control you. You won't accept any control at all. And so that's a completely different life experience. So who knows? But that's why we don't set intentions from this life. We wait till we get to the non-physical and then do it that way. Um, you can only create in your reality. You, cannot, you can only change your life experience 
You cannot create in the reality of others. They are living a unique experience, one that has never existed in history, just like we are. You cannot assume that their experience is any less valid than your own. If you are drawn by pure positive intention to assist another, take action only because you are inspired to, because it will make you feel better. Do not take action to assist another because you think they need your help. They do not, not ever. They are fully assisted by the universe and the law of attraction and their inner selves and their guidance supporters. They are receiving a perfect match to their vibration and whether you see it or not, they are living the life or a life they intended to live. This is why it's never beneficial to help people who from your perspective you perceive are suffering. It never works. You, you, you can only be this example and then if others are needing something or see something in you that they aspire to, then, then you can assist them from the state of inspiration. Right? Like for you guys, I'm not doing this podcast or the boot camp or any of these things because I think anyone else in the world needs my help. I'm doing it just because I enjoy doing it, right? I enjoy this podcast. I enjoy the other podcasts. I enjoy doing the boot camp. It's for me and everyone shows up so that I can explore who I am. But if I thought that they needed help in any way, then I'm gonna reach down, pick up an urge to change a condition, and that urge will always be based in fear. And I did that a couple of times, you know, 2019, when we were doing the first, about 100 people went through the boot camp. Some of the people didn't have any money. And so I said, you can come in for free and pay me later or whatever. And all of those people, well, just about all those people, it didn't work at all, you know, because they just weren't ready. If they're not ready to invest in themselves because they don't feel worthy of that, then they're not going to be able to receive anything that's in the boot camp. It'll just go right over their heads. And this happened, I would say, four times. And it was like such an interesting thing to see that these words right here, because I thought they needed my help to have this better life experience. It was not true at all. In fact, they got upset with me, all of them, you know, which is, which is, you know, it's a funny thing how that works. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's skip down here a little bit. Okay. So uh, this chapter is really talking about how perfect the planet is. And, you know, so many of us are focused on problems that the planet seems to have, like global warming and plastics and, and uh, bees dying and all, all these things, right? But it's all part of this greater system that we can't really see. From our perspective, it looks like there's problems to solve, and yet it's all working out, but we don't really know how it's going to work out. Um, so every, everyone living on this planet at this time came here because never before has the world seen the aspects of life experience that are now available to explore. There has never been more freedom to explore various realities. Any human born today will have the ability to travel to any part of the world, meet any other person live on the planet. This has not been previously possible. There is so much potential for completely new life experience that was not previously possible. This is the reason so many are forward or coming into physical resist existence at this time, right? So the population has never been higher than it is now. One could not experience poverty in previous times in a way that one can now. In previous times, poverty was common. So your neighbor was just as poor as you were, right? It was the norm of existence for many people. And you didn't know anyone outside of your village, probably. Um, they did not understand the depth of their poverty because they did not know the height of wealth. It was not part of their experience. They may have been told stories, but they could not fully understand them. Today, you have great wealth living next to great poverty. The poor now understand the great disparity. They can see the homes, the airplanes, the boats, and the cars owned by the wealthy. They can watch TV and observe how the wealthy live in great detail. To experience hunger or starvation in a society where so much food goes uneaten is an experience that has never been before in all of history there are those who intended to experience this for themselves. Yeah, 100 years ago, everyone was hungry. 
And now imagine being hungry in this society where there's so much wealth. It is weird when you hear about, you know, stories about the only food kids are getting are the food they have in school. It just doesn't make sense, does it? Um, so anyway, that's this raw experience that's available in physical reality. That was part of the intentions. You can see through the law of expansion that everything's expanding. And in this case, we're talking about the expansion of potential experiences. This is what we want. You, you know, we all lived in this old approach to life where we said, I wish something would happen, right? And of course, wishes don't come true because wishes are based in lack. And that's why wishes don't come true. And if wishes did come true, you would wish away any possible thing you thought was wrong. But there would always be something on that spectrum, right? And then you would wish that away and you'd wish the next thing away and the next thing all the way up the list until you were basically living in a white canvas with nothing going on. And then physical reality wouldn't have a purpose. This is the benefit of understanding this because it gives you a whole new perspective, especially about other people. Gary, I have a question. It's Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Um, hi. Um, it's interesting that I'm listening to this um, and I have a question for you. So like poverty where one, like you said, where there's um, a rich person living next to a poor person, where, or like the plastics or, or you say you could eat meat and some people eat our plant-based and everything. Where is that, is that like, if it, if it bothers us or if it comes into our lives, we're supposed to look at the limiting belief right. or, yeah. Okay. And if it doesn't affect us, if we have no, if we're neutral, it's really not for us. Is that my Yeah, you have no limiting belief about it. Uh, okay. 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 So the point about limiting beliefs is that in order for you to move along on your path of pure self-discovery to become who you intended to be, you'll have to process these limiting beliefs. If you have a limiting belief that something is wrong, that's part of your vibration. And that vibration is not a match to the vibration you must have when you become you know, who you truly are. Whatever that intention was, that intention will unfold when you reach that vibration. Uh, for instance, if, you're, if you intended to come in and be a, just for uh, sake of argument, a famous speaker, and you had this fear of speaking in public, well, that's a limiting belief. Or this fear of what other people think of you, that's a limiting belief. And so you'll have to experience manifestation events to show you this limiting belief. And you'll have to process it if you're gonna change your vibration to become a vibrational match to the version of you who is a famous public speaker, you see? And so the more intense your negative emotion is, the more intense that limiting belief is. And the less intense the negative emotion is, the less limiting that belief is. The belief itself is not bad or wrong. It just limits you from becoming the vibrational match to who you intended to be. And that's what the work in the boot camp is, is to, sh to go through manifestation events and prove to ourselves these limiting beliefs are false so that they become less and less intense. Also to look at things from another perspective. Because as soon as you see another perspective of something, how it could be right and good, then you, know, then you soften that limiting belief. For instance, if you thought that um, animals were, were suffering and it's because humans are inflicting suffering on them, well, that's going to cause you to live life differently than you might have intended to live. If you have another perspective that the animals came here to be food, that they do not experience physical reality the way that we do, that life and death does not hold the importance that we hold, from their perspective, they come easily and effortlessly in and out. And that this was all what they intended to experience. Whether that's true or not, if you have that perspective, it softens your limiting belief, which takes that wobble out of your vibration which makes it easier for you to receive inspiration for you 
that will cause you to take action that will lead you to the life you intended to live. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so let me ask you. Okay. So animals, um, I'm an, I'm a meat eater, so it's not about that, but like I do see a lot of animal suffering and, and things like that. So until I soften that, I can't go to my next level, kind of, would we say? I couldn't go to my next... You'll have, you won't change your vibration. Okay. But even softening a little will change your vibration, you see. Okay. So imagine right now that you're getting 100 inspiring ideas a day. But because you have a lot of limiting beliefs like we all do, only a couple of those are coming through or a few of them are coming through. And they won't come through because the idea will come to you, but it'll conflict with a limiting belief. So you, it won't even register. And if it does register, you'll say, that's a stupid idea. You can't do that, you know? Um, and, and it's not that the idea has to be acted on to the complete fruition of that idea, but just the one step. So you might have this belief that, you know, there's so much animal cruelty in the world, and then you'll get a inspiration to buy a pedigree Yorkie, you know, and you'll say, no, I can't do that because right. I have to go to a shelter, right? Right. That whole idea. But here is the Yorkie is going to lead you on this journey to become who you truly are. Right. Okay. That's very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cause I didn't even think that these manifestations would even have any effect on my higher um, purpose, but okay. So you really do want to work through every manifestation, every kind of negative feeling so that it gets lesser and lesser. Right. So okay. if you're with Abraham, see, this is way more specific than, than anything out there. Um, you know, first, like there's a secret and that's really general. And then Abraham is more specific and Abraham will say, just get to feeling good, feeling good, feeling good, because right. I'm feeling good. Now we're taking it a step further and saying, okay, to manifest any desire, you have to become a vibrational match to that desire, any desire. And your pre-birth intentions are desires as well, are your true desires. But the universe is constantly guiding you to become a vibrational match to anything you want. And imagine you wanted to buy a house, but you had this limiting belief that you can never have any debt. So you can't get a mortgage. And so you're gonna go through manifestation events about debt showing you that that's a limiting belief because you're going to feel negative emotion anytime the idea of debt's coming up. And so in order to get you your house of your dreams, you're going, one of the ways, the easiest way to do it is to get a mortgage. And so you'll have to soften the belief that mortgages are bad in order to get the house. And this is just, you know, I don't know how it exactly works, but this is just my lame attempt to explain that process. It could be as simple as lunch, you know. I want to have lunch with a friend, and this is in the book somewhere. And so the so you might have this limiting belief that, you know, my friend is going to be too busy or doesn't want to go to lunch or what all these things are, or we'll have this awkward, quiet moment, or they'll be going to lunch with someone else or all these other things. And all those are little tiny limiting beliefs there. But when the inspiration comes to go you know invite your friend to lunch the fear is going to pop up based on those limiting beliefs and that's going to cause you not to take action to do this thing you're inspired to do take your friend to lunch a very simple thing but no matter what the inspiration is fear is always popping up and the basis of all that fear are these limiting beliefs so the more you process limiting beliefs the less fear you're going to have when you receive inspiration and so the new approach to life is accept everything, see everything is right. If, if you perceive anything is wrong, it's based on a limiting belief. Process that limiting belief so that you can get back into alignment. And when you receive inspiration, the fear won't be too strong. And you'll be able to push past the fear to do what you're inspired to do. And this will lead to the life you intended to live. I just summed up 
six years of Joshua teachings in one paragraph there. So it's a lot to take in. It was perfect. Thank you very much. Good. Awesome. Okay. Uh, here's one about your, uh, okay. Now that you understand the benefits of each individual life experience to the one having the experience, you can leave them alone to fill their specific intention. They can find joy, happiness, and well-being on their own. They do not need you, no matter how passionate their plea is for help. All they are asking for is guidance from within. They want alignment with their inner self. They are focusing too strongly on their outer reality. They cannot find inner guidance if you are the one guiding them. And this is really talking about children. Children will go to you to solve problems because it's an easy thing to do. But if you are the one ironing out their manifestation events, they're not going to expand through that experience. And so when you're no longer around to solve their problems, they're gonna be left basically incapable of being where they could be had you stood back and allowed them to go through their, their shit, we should say, right? Um, babe, you wanna talk about your daughter? Um, no. <laughs> Her gas tank problem? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, she ran out of gas and we've been telling her, you know, fill your tank, fill your tank, don't let it go low. It's okay, it's okay. And so, you know, no, it's not okay. She got up to go to work this morning. There was no gas in her car. She couldn't drive it. She had to get a ride to work. Now she's at work calling me. Can you call AAA? Can you call the insurance? Can you do that? I said, nope. <laughs> right. I said, I'll call. And then I was like, you know what? You're going to have to deal with it. I was like, it's, you know. And so she's figuring it out. And she just figured out what she's going to do. And there you go. Yeah. The first thing they're going to do is go to you. But you're not going to be any benefit if you solve this issue. Because the next time this happens, they're going to try and go to you again. Coming again, to me again. And again, and again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And this is what I try to teach. And, you know, I tell them, you've got to figure it out. You know, I'll... I'll kind of guide you in a way, but here's an option. Try that, you know, do it yourself. Do yeah. it yourself. You know. Your unrequested advice is of little benefit. You do not know their vibration or their perception. Most often they will be unable to hear or even comprehend your words. They are not a vibrational match to the higher vibrational ideas you are conveying. They want to figure it out on their own. No matter how much you care for this person or how much you think they need your help, you cannot help them until you make the decision to leave them alone. Trust that they will eventually find the vibration that will lead them to the life experience they desire uh, and have previously intended. And, you know, children come in with their set of intentions, with, you know, they chose you, which is no accident, of course, their body, everything about them to live this certain life. And they have their own inner guidance. And the parents think that they're the ones responsible for guiding the kids. Well, that's where I wanna know is how far back did this limiting belief come into you know, human existence that every single parent, well, most parents, you know, I don't know the percentage, but most parents feel that it is their job and their priority in life to take care of their children and do, you know, not everything. I mean, there are some people out there, but, you know, it's, it's hard for parents to let children be on their own. I mean, for the most part, I allow my kids, but, you know, we always as a parent feel, okay, I got to help my child. I got to help them, you know. Well, I would say a hundred years ago, that thought wasn't probably there that much. And that in, you know, maybe 19... 60, 70, 80, 90. That's when parents really started controlling more because they had more ability to control. And then now it's even stronger than before because now they have links through cell phones and stuff and they can watch them on social media. And they're just feeling anxious about the kids and they want to solve that problem of anxiousness. So, so wait, wait, wait. I'm the one whom the parents hire. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, one of the big, you know, you know, I've watched, I've actually like been the one fixing the kids for many years, but over the years, as I've watched this evolution, 
the ones who receive too much help and too much tutoring and too much outside assistance go outside in the real world and flop because they're like, where's my tutor? Where's my this? Right. Where's the, where, when do I get extended time on, you know, this, this filling out this auto form that my boss expects, you know, it, it just doesn't exist out in the world, in the real world. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's also a, a communication with the parents. It's like, I have to back off. You know, when the child needs like a different diet or something like that, and the mom's a nutritionist or, you know, whatever, whatever. And it's the last thing that the kid wants is to have mom decide what he eats. Um, you know, it's like a, the coaching experience is actually I'm coaching the parents, not the kids. Yeah. You know, right. the coaching is back off, <laughs> let them explore. It's going to take more time and more patience, but we're going to get more sustainable change. So basically, the you know, parents are hiring me to set up this kind of wall. Yeah. Of, yeah. Separating. I think this paragraph should be a, a, a course in every school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Seriously, like we can really literally build a, I, I don't know, it could take months, it could take weeks, but this one paragraph and just learning, you know, and really gearing it towards parents to let them let their children learn from experience let them do not take their candy away from them each experience is for them and it helps them grow into a more responsible independent confident person confident human being yeah so we're not really teaching the parents to let the kids do their own thing we're teaching the parents how to solve the problem of their negative emotion internally without trying to control the outside condition, which is in this case, their children. They want to, they feel negative emotion because they have fear based on the limiting belief that the kids are, you know, gonna, gonna something's gonna happen to them. And so they wanna solve that problem of their fear by controlling the kids. Yeah. All right, there's three paragraphs here in the end and they're really important for this section here. Each and every organism on this planet is conscious and striving for an improved life experience. Your body is made up of cells. Each one is striving for improvement. Each point of consciousness that is experiencing a physical existence is primarily concerned with self. Your focus on the lives of others is a selfish one as well. If you think someone should be or do something differently than what they are currently being or doing, it is for one selfish reason. You think that by the alteration of their behavior, behavior, you will feel better. Your only intention in helping others is to feel better yourself. It's not altruistic. It's because you have, you think that you're going to feel better and you're doing it for yourself. Nothing wrong with that. That's just how it is, right? It's just a more empowering perspective. If you embrace this selfishness, you will be of great assistance to those who are vibrationally in alignment with your assistance. Selfishness goes against the very fabric of your society, yet it is at the heart of the laws of the universe. This dichotomy will leave you unfocused and you will have trouble moving forward toward your desires unless you can comprehend this basic truth. You are the center of your universe and all that exists revolves around you. You have intended to live your life experiences without the guidance and influence of those who do not know your intention or vibrational pattern. You have intended to leave others to live their own life experience without your interference. You may influence through your example of alignment, but not through your advice or what you alone judge to be right. It is good to be selfish and self-centered. You can only help others when you can be a shining example of alignment, you must strive to align with your inner self, align with your own intentions, and align with your desires. You must feel your way to these things by focusing on your own feelings, thoughts, and emotions. The lives of others, when you judge them proper or improper, will only impede your progress. The life you're living now is your only concern in this present moment. This is like being in an airplane and when the oxygen mask comes down, you have to put it on yourself before you can help other people. This goes against the very fabric of what we in the society believe. And the reason we're taught that we should be selfless is control, is a form of control from society, right? Because they fear that if we're all self-centered, focusing on our own 
things and that will just lead to, you know, no one cooperating, but that's not true. It leads to alignment and then in alignment, we have the inspiration to be of service. Pretty cool. Does anyone have any parting words for this part? This is helpful. good stuff. Yeah, this is really helpful. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for being here and have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And um, I don't know what I'm going to say again, because I'm not sure if we're going to do Joshua live on Monday. I may take one whole week off this year. Well, we have a Yay. coaching. What? No. I'll see you we have a coaching because I'm in an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you deserve it. How dare you take a week off? It's not really Who do you a week think off. you are? It was, it was like, <laughs> I'm not going to play as much this next week as I did normally. That's what it is. It's just awesome. It's all fun anyway, right? It's not work at all. That's okay. right. Good. Thank we can practice sing our singing in our band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh, it come on. It used to be fun to you when you were a child. Bring back your childhood memories. It was. I used to sing in a recorder all the time. Yeah. All right. I'll practice. Okay. <laughs> so thanks everyone for being here. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you again next Saturday on the Law of Attraction Book Club. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Thank you.